Welcome to Whiskey and Wonder. All right, second time's a charm. It's been a minute. It has been about a month. Yeah. And I have completely <laughs> forgotten how to uh, bring the show in, start it. I went through and hit the intro and or the record and the intro button, and then when it was time to hit the applause and the bring us up on the screen, I hit the intro button again <laughs> and started the music all over. <laughs> so that has been deleted, and we've got our the first iron yes straightened out. So uh, we are Whiskey and Wonder. I'm Tyler. I'm Megan. And we we whiskey and we wonder here, although we've not been doing too much of it lately. Nope. We're we're hopefully back on track though. Yes. We've you guys will it's it's been it's been a month. You guys will yep. hear about it in the uh open segment if yes. you so choose to listen to that and want to know why we've been gone. Yeah. Um quick announcements. Check out our Patreon. We've got some cool stuff going on over there. Uh, the coolest thing, in my opinion, is that you can vote on the uh, Infinity Bottles. That's basically our own blend. In, in-house blend. Yep, and you guys get to vote on what goes in them. So, And we actually try them from time to time. Mm-hmm. Um, Megan and Jamie hated the bourbon one last time we did one, and I actually thought it was decent. It was not the best. Um, <clears throat> that's Pretty much it. We've got a store, whiskeyandwonder.com. Uh, yep. Go on there, check it out. We got some stickers, got some t-shirts and, and, and that sort of stuff. But yep. uh, Go check it out if you want to support us. For sure. Um, um, for everyone who does take the time to support us, who uh, is a Patreon or who sends us anything on PayPal, uh, who buys from our store, um, thank you guys so much for everything you do. We cannot thank you enough your support means so much uh and we appreciate you guys so much yes yes thank you very much um like megan said we couldn't do it without you so yep um all right we're gonna we're gonna get rolling since there's gonna be so much to talk about this week right into the open segment the open segment so I have had a realization in the last minute. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, I, I realized it had been a month only because I saw the date of the last recording in the files before we recorded. Mm-hmm. I was like, man, I thought it's been a lot longer than that. That's the last time uh, me and Jamie that, recorded. That's the last time you guys recorded. I was missing for the previous two episodes. So I want to give a shout out to Jamie. Thank you for filling in for me. Thank you, Jame. Um, honestly, I don't remember why I wasn't here. I know you were one in Colorado. Them, one was a vacation. I don't remember the other reason why I wasn't here. Were they? Was, was I in Colorado for both of them? You were in Colorado for one of them, and another one was. Uh, oh, that's right. I had uh, a, I had a meeting. Yep. Yeah, meet, meeting. Yes. Yep. So. Um. Okay. Well, I guess I'll start by talking about my trip to Colorado. Yeah. Let us know how was it. My stomping grounds. It was uh it was fun. It was a good trip. Um saw some saw saw some stuff that I didn't expect to see and some stuff that I super expected to see. Like what? Um Well, we were walking around downtown Denver mm-hmm. and <laughs> near the Rockies ballpark and there was a pile of shit. I was like, Oh, somebody let their dog shit on the ground. And then shit, there was another 
pile of shit and another pile of shit a little further. And I was like, I noticed each one of them was right in front of a like two foot, you know, square pillar. So somebody had been resting their back against a pillar <laughs> while they were shitting on the sidewalk. Good old Denver. Yep. Scummy. Uh, to be quite truthful, um, the area we stayed in was nice. Uh, there was definitely some, some, there were good parts of the trip. Most mm-hmm. of it was not in Denver. Um, Fair. The mountains were awesome. Colorado Springs was cool. Fort Collins was cool. Um, driving to those places was really cool. Uh, just Denver itself was, eh. Yeah. I, hearing from my dad and stuff, it sounds like Denver has gotten real bad um, since I last lived there. Apparently, it's it's not the city it was when I was growing up. So, yeah, we um, honestly, I wish I could give you guys some more details. It's been so long ago. I'm struggling. So much has happened between now and uh, then and now. Um, I think my favorite part was going up into the Rocky Mountain National Park, and uh, we were we were at this lake that was frozen over completely. There were, there were very limited places we could go, but we got some awesome, awesome pictures. Saw some awesome stuff. Oh, cool. um, there was a little little village that I don't remember what it was called. I'll have to look on a map and find out, but it was the coolest place. Um, and I would love to go back and live there. Yeah. You know, I would never actually probably live there just because it's a, it's Colorado, but. And it costs I, yeah, $50 it million dollars a year to live there. Costs a million dollars. And, and uh, we we're not super aligned on as somewhere I want to live politically. So I, I want I want my guns, <laughs> and Colorado tries to make it hard. So yeah, uh, Estes Park. Oh, Estes Park. Estes Park was a great little place. So yeah, Estes Park is really cool. Um, but yeah, we had. Uh, I'd highly recommend if you are out that way. As weird as this is going to sound, right up to Fort Collins, we make a long story short. Our we had to be out of the hotel at like. 10.30 or 11 or whatever in the morning. Mm-hmm. And our flight didn't leave until midnight. Oh, so... We had a whole day to whole kill. whole day just to... Yeah. So we ended up uh, doing some of the touristy stuff around Denver, seeing the capital and... Oh, cool. All that stuff. And then, which was... It was a weekday. So that was really cool, uh, seeing all that. And then we had about... I don't know. 10 hours to kill. Mm-hmm. So we drove up to Fort Collins, and there is a road. There's like, I don't know how to describe it. Fort Collins is kind of like in this in the valley, mm-hmm. and the mountains just to the west just rise up. Mm-hmm. And there's a road you can take that goes up there, and just on the just you go you basically go up into the mountain, and then it drops back off into like a reservoir, yeah, into a lake, and you can drive this road like in the area between the lake and the valley and just look out over both of them. And it's incredible. It's gorgeous. And it's incredibly spooky if you do it at dusk like we did. Um, but it was, it was awesome. Um, so 
we had a blast doing that and we killed some time and drove around Denver, finally went to the airport and that airport is uh kind of yeah, kind of weird looking honestly, but I mean it's DIA. So yeah. I mean it is the Illuminati headquarters obviously. Yep. So um other than that I don't uh, oh actually I do have one more thing on the uh Denver probably the most important thing. <clears throat> I'm unabashedly going to plug somebody plugs a place and this is a happy coincidence I'm wearing the shirt today. But okay. I'm going to show you my shirt on camera. All right. Oh, it is Bull and Bush. It is a brewery. It is it is a brewery. It's very much it, it was modeled after like an English pub. This place happened to be like not even half a mile from the the hotel we stayed in and um we just ended up there to watch a race. Honestly, mm-hmm. we went in there just to watch a race and turns out this place has a great selection of whiskey. They have some staff there that really know their whiskey and they're oh, cool. very very involved getting a lot of uh barrel picks. The owners are very involved with that. Um so we met some awesome folks, got to uh, take a little tour of their brewery. Got to talk to them a lot about whiskey. And I got to try four whiskeys that I had never tried before. All recommendation of... Um, <laughs> I wish I had taken better notes. All recommendation of um, either... Uh, I don't remember what... I'm sorry to the server out there. I don't remember if your name was Gabe, Marcus, or James. But all three of those are the guys that knew the whiskey. And also, uh, I don't know why that says Flush AG. Um, anyway, so I tried Knob Creek 14-year, which is the uh, no parking. And the um, one of the distillers' last name is No, N-O-E. Mm-hmm. And so that was a single-barrel pick of a 14-year Knob Creek. Uh, Redemption, which I... <laughs> If I had come right back and done mm-hmm. this, I could have told you all about it. Uh, the Russell eight-year single barrel and a single malt from Finland, which was incredible. Interesting. Uh, I really enjoyed all four. I did a, basically a lot of since. Um, I th- I think it was Gabe. I think Gabe is the one that was our server. Gabe, um, I let I let our server do a lot of the picks and kind of told him a little bit of what I liked, and and he did not fail me. He had he picked four great ones. Very cool. So awesome. So it sounds like this is going to be a place that I need to go check out when I'm in uh, Colorado. Yes, I certainly got uh, a bull and bush little drinking glass. Glass. Nice. And a t shirt, obviously. Very cool. Um, The other big news well, a couple big news is I think I've mentioned on here we're getting, I'm, I'm, finishing a room in my mm-hmm. house and we're getting a new studio. So there may be some more weeks where we're not here, just moving equipment. And to be quite frank, I don't know if I could re- replicate the setup we have in here. So, <laughs> so we might have to, yeah, there might be some serious, and yeah. move stuff around and there things might, in the studio. Yep. So we're definitely gonna have to move all this stuff to the, to the other room. And this room is going to become Shelby's office when she moves in at the end of May. Or slightly thereafter, whichever one's finished, whether the room or shall we get in here? Comes is, first. Yeah, whichever one comes last. Or last, yes. Um, 
So that's one thing. The other thing is I got another dog. It's the best part. Yeah. Oh, so my God. Shelby what? and I are crazy people. And we have four dogs living in a fairly small house. If you look on Megan's screen, you can see uh, Amelia. That's what we. That's what I've named her. Uh, I call her Millie. Or actually, <laughs> the nickname. You know how you try to give a dog a nickname. So my other dog's name is Bohannon. Call him Bo, but his actual nickname is Bubba. Don't know how it stuck, but it did. Anyway, it did stick. The first uh, first couple days, she was home. Uh, we were playing in the hall and I was at one end and Shelby was at the other and she was playing with me. And then she all of a sudden ran down to the other end of the hall and I started yelling, Milson, Milson, I'm sorry, Milson. Just like Tom Hanks when he was, when he lost Wilson. And so now her nickname has stupidly become Milson. <laughs> uh, so, uh, but yeah, she's, she's a sweetheart. She's super licky, which I don't like. We're going to fix it. We're going to fix it. Um, and yeah, she's been she's been pretty good other than chewing a couple things and um I've had a huge scare. Yeah, I've had yeah, a huge scare. I'm 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 uh, that's a big reason why we haven't uh recorded. So I'm going to let Megan talk about her time and then we'll talk a little bit about why we haven't recorded. Okay. I'll I'll come back and talk about that, I guess. Okay. Um, well, guys, it's been so long. I can't remember what all I've told you and what all I haven't. Um, I mean, life has been good, same as it has been. Um, I can't think of a whole lot that I've done in the past few weeks that needs to be talked about, um, other than I have plans coming up that I'm really excited for. So, um... Jamie turns 30 on Friday. So <laughs> can I just say tell one fun anecdote so Shelby yeah. turned 30 uh last week and <clears throat> we went we were going out to dinner that evening and I got to her house and she goes my my toes been cramping all day. <laughs> she like does this does a f- switch just flip when you turn? <laughs> Welcome or, or, to 30. No, no. She, she said something <laughs> like, uh, my toe's been cramping all day. I said, you're 30 now. Welcome to the club. <laughs> and she's like, is it just a switch flip like that? I was like, pretty much. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, facts. Come on, Jamie. Join us. <laughs> uh, so Jamie turns 30 on Friday. Um, so we are going to celebrate that. Um, we've decided that... Uh, I took off um, a few days for her birthday. Um, and we both have Thursday, Friday off, so we're going to go take the dogs to the beach on Thursday um, and stay the night out there and then come back Friday. Um, and then I'm going to take her to uh, hopefully a really nice dinner um, on Friday and just be something cool, quiet, intimate. She doesn't want to celebrate at all, but I didn't let that fly. So um, I'm with you, Jamie. <laughs> I can relate. <laughs> um, so that's coming up. And then at the end of May, um, we are flying to Colorado. It'll be my turn to go to oh, Colorado. Nice. Um, so Jamie will get to meet my whole family. Um, she's She met my dad and uh, Paula when they came down here um, before. In October for the race. Yep, in October for the race uh, when we were <laughs> still just friends. Um, 
And then, you know, a few weeks later, all of the craziness happened. And I called my dad and was like, so remember that girl you met? Get ready to see a lot of her. Um, but she hasn't met my mom or my sister and brother-in-law and my nibblings. So I'm really excited to uh, go. Nibblings? You don't know the word nibblings? I've heard it, but I don't remember what it is. So... You know how you, if you have sisters and brothers, they're your siblings? Yeah. If you have nieces and nephews, they're your nibblings. Okay. <laughs> it sounds like you, like, what's left on your plate after you've finished eating. <laughs> yeah, these are my nibblings. <laughs> okay. I, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Okay. <laughs> um, my... My niece, my eldest nibbling, is graduating high school, which just saying that makes me nauseous. Um, so we're going to go down uh, for her graduation. Um, and while we're there, uh, obviously, I'm going to show Jamie where I grew up. Um, we have a cabin that we're going to stay uh, at up in the mountains for um, a few of the days, and it's it's going to be really exciting, so I can't wait for that. Um, it'll be the first time Jamie has ever flown, ever. Um, oh, you're in for it. <laughs> you're in for a treat, Jamie. <laughs> um, there have been numerous times where she's been like, can we just drive? No. We already have the tickets. They're booked. We're flying. So Jamie is braving an airplane for me. Is she afraid to fly? I'm I'm gonna say yes, but I think she might yell at me for it for saying that out loud okay. on yeah. the podcast. But yes, no, no shame in that. It it's fine. Take some uh, melatonin and knock your ass out. It's not a bad flight. That's about as far as I'd want to go on a plane. Um, but I think Megan and I might be wrong here. Yeah, but I believe we're having some internet issues. Uh oh. Uh, because I can't bring our schedule up. Oh, no. Yep. And so they were doing some work outside earlier. But that's fine. I Hopefully we shouldn't need it. I just okay. don't have the schedule now. So, But hopefully I can, I can still see my research. So. Okay. Well, that's the important part. And if we have to wait to upload it tomorrow or whatever, well, then that's what needs to happen. Yep. Um, uh, okay. So a little bit about what's been going on and why we haven't recorded. Um, well, I can take credit for most of that. <laughs> uh, Megan had a random week where she's like, Hey, ain't happening this week, boss. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, okay. Migraine. Migraine okay, week. Yeah. yeah. And I, I was still dealing with my issues. So I've had a pretty Pretty, uh, oh, I don't know. You can call it the three weeks from hell if you want to. Um, nothing has gone, nothing has gone terribly wrong, but nothing has gone right. Mm. And it's not like it's little stuff that's gone wrong. It's like moderate stuff. And so combine that with just as busy as I normally am, it's been hell. Um, the worst and absolute 
Sorry, I'm laughing at the tour I gave Megan earlier. The worst <laughs> Jesus Christ. part uh, started with Bo about two and a half weeks ago. Got really sick. Um, he vomited about six times in 24 hours and couldn't keep anything down. Uh, and so <sighs> one emergency vet trip later <sighs> and a couple other... No, I'm sorry. I don't think Bo ever went to the actual vet. I think he just had the one trip. Um, spoiler alert. So one emergency trip for Bo, they put him on medicine for vomiting, which caused diarrhea. So not only has my dog been vomiting now in my he's house, having diarrhea. Now he's having diarrhea in my house. <laughs> And then two weeks ago, two week, two Tuesdays ago, Millie was scheduled to get spayed, which is right. Bo started the Thursday prior, vomiting and having diarrhea. And so it, was, it went through the weekend and he started getting a little better. I finally realized that it was the meds giving him diarrhea. And I think the initial vomiting came from something he got into in the backyard, like wild onions or something. We don't know. Anyway, flash forward to Millie gets spayed, comes home and starts having, uh, she started with diarrhea. That's what she started with. And so it was bad. Y'all. It was bad. Tyler took me on a tour of his house and showed me. No, 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 no. Not my house. My no. room. Yeah, okay. <laughs> a tour of his room and showed me where no, no, nowhere was safe. No. Nowhere was safe. I mean, it was like wake up in the middle of the night and have to clean mm. multiple times a night. And... Like I said, Millie ended up getting diarrhea from the meds they, the pain meds they gave her after her spay. I think is what happened. I took her to the emergency vet. No, no, I'm sorry. I took her to the regular vet. They switched her pain meds. We started seeing a little bit of improvement. Um, I had a probiotic at home. They told me to put her on and she starts slowly. Well, frankly, I didn't see her. I didn't see her go to the bathroom for about five days because, oh, I'm sorry. I'm getting ahead of myself. Ended up having to take her to the emergency vet too. That's the point of the story. So I went to the emergency vet twice in a week. Dogs. And yeah, she was, I came home and she was still having diarrhea with uh, blood in it. And we'll make a long story short. Like I said, she had gotten spayed. This was, that was on Thursday. She got spayed on Tuesday. And on Wednesday, I had gone to work and she had had diarrhea in the crate and gotten it all outside the crate, but all over her and all over. And she had just got spayed the day before. So I can't give her a bath, but I can't let her just walk around and Shit. Yep, covered in diarrhea. So I have to forcibly 
because she's a wiggle worm, carry this dog covered in shit into my bathroom and bathe her without bathing her. And anyway, yeah, that was another part of it. Anyway, so fast forward, the moral of the story. I took her to the emergency vet. They put her on a different probiotic, gave her some medicine for the VA, a note for the diarrhea. And I couldn't, and they gave her uh, a different pain med as well. I stopped giving her the pain med because she didn't seem like she was in pain. I mean, this dog, like, like three or four days after getting spayed was jumping up four steps Mm -hmm. from the ground to the top of the porch without touching any of the steps. Uh, So, yeah. So I ended up watching her and she didn't seem like she was in any pain. So I stopped giving her that. I was like, let's cut one thing out, out of the equation. And so I misread the labels on the diarrhea drug. And I, I realized it said not to give it to her with the probiotic, but I thought it said to give it to her once a day, not every 12 hours. And so I was giving her the diarrhea medicine once a day and the probiotic for the other meal. Well, she was having diarrhea and vomiting. (laughs) Shit. And so I finally worked through the, work through the uh, diarrhea meds, get that problem solved, give her the, I realized my mistake and stopped giving her the probiotic. She didn't use the, I didn't see a bowel movement for five days, but they basically said, you know, it could be a couple days because she's empty. And so, and she's eating chicken and rice. So ultimately get the diarrhea worked out, give her the probiotic and immediately starts vomiting again. And so that's when I kind of clicked on me, like she's vomited when I've given her the probiotic. So I'm taking her ass off of that. Yeah, no, no and probiotic. So once I pulled them off the drugs, they all got better. <laughs> Go fucking figure. <laughs> so I paid money to have the vets make my dogs worse. Fuck. And I just want, I want everybody to know that when I shut my door, to my room, which we have to do when, when we leave because uh, a certain dog will go get on my bed and shed all over it. My room still smells. Like shit? Well, no, just like shit and vomit. <laughs> shit and vomit. Just... It still smells. <laughs> just... I I don't know what to do. I don't want to rent a rug doctor because those things are never cleaned. My shampooer doesn't work. I have scrubbed and scrubbed and scrubbed and scrubbed and scrubbed and still had enough stains to give Megan a tour. (laughs) Not to mention the constant freaking out and stress and financial burden of all that. So it's been a rough three weeks. It has been a lot. It's been a lot. And that's just the dogs. (laughs) That's not counting... The fact that I have had to rearrange half of my house for Shelby moving in and them to work on the room and the garage and the deck. I need a vacation. It sounds like you need you need something. I just took a vacation. I need a freaking vacation. Oof. Anyway, that's the biggest reason why we've not been on the air is because I've been dealing with 
everything. Mm-hmm. So, and I'm going to be honest with y'all. I didn't remember what my topic was today. I did this research <laughs> a month we, ago, a month, a month ago, <laughs> and forgot what the topic was. So, <laughs> but I, I do know what it is now. So, with that note, we're gonna we're gonna get to the uh, whiskey. Opening the bottle. Bless you. I tried so hard to not sneeze. Yeah, I see that. Um. All right. Uh, we are drinking, um, what is this called? Russell's, yes. Russell's Reserve. Single barrel. Single barrel. Yep. Um, yep. and I just want to clarify the last two I will be doing, uh, the last two, the whiskeys from the last two episodes, I will be taking a couple sips of those and I can promise you I'm not going to like one of them. I... I'm sure. I don't know if you looked at our ratings for and saw some spoilers, but uh, I did look at your ratings and I was confused at first because I thought you rated it a ten, and I was like, Megan, no. Oh no, that there was there's no zero after that. <laughs> um. So Russell's Reserve Single Barrel is part of Wild Turkey's Russell's Reserve line, named in honor of Jimmy and Eddie Russell, the father-son master distiller team that have a combined tenure at Wild Turkey in excess of 100 years. Russell's Reserve Single Barrel is bottled at 110 proof, which is likely fairly close to barrel proof, considering the fact that Wild Turkey's barrel entry proof, the proof that the distillate enters the barrel for aging is relatively low at 107 to 115 resulting in a low barrel proof for wild turkeys bourbons by comparison to the other distilleries which typically enter the barrel at the maximum allowable 125 proof it is also non-chill filtered while the bourbon does not have an age statement barrels tend to range from about 8 to 10 years old like all of wild turkey bourbons it is made from their single bourbon mash bill I'm going to have to go run into a green flag pit stop at some point um, during this. So, Megan? Yeah. Any? Well, I guess I'll talk about what I it's, smell. You smell first, and then I'll talk and read what we're supposed to smell. So, I'm out of practice. I haven't had bourbon. <laughs> I haven't had bourbon since the bull and bush. Wow. Yep, in... in Colorado. That's a, a, a whiskey, not just bourbon. Whiskey. That's the last time I've, I've That's had. That's the last it. time you have whis- You've had whiskey. Yeah. Are you sick? No. Okay. Wow. I'm. I don't know what to say. I can't. It's been like a month since you drank whiskey. No, six weeks. Six. Oh my god. Yeah. Yep. It's been. Damn. Yep. I've. Yeah, I've been busy as hell. Um, I don't really. Uh, I'm. I'm. I say that to say that I'm out of practice. Um, I'm getting a lot of spice, and something kind of. Mm, I don't want to say butterscotchy, but kind of butterscotch is what it reminds me of. Okay. 
So with with that, I'm going to go do a green flag pit stop. We're having internet troubles here, and I want to see if it is me or Spectrum. So I will be right back. Also, quick question. Did you guys do the mail, or do we need to do the mail? I did not do any mail. Okay, we'll do the mail. Mm. Well, um, I agree with Tyler. This is a very spicy uh, whiskey. Um, I'm getting, like, cinnamon... Um, there is a bit of sweetness to it. Maybe Tyler says butterscotch. That doesn't seem quite right, but it's not vanilla or caramel either. Um, I can't put my finger on what type of sweetness it is. Um, I'm going to have to think on it and let you guys know if I come up with a better word other than butterscotch. Um, there is an oakiness to this, like a woodiness. Um, overall, it, it, it definitely is um, very typical kind of bourbon flavors, especially like wild turkey. Um, and we are supposed to be smelling. Um, I'm back. Welcome back. Uh, oak, caramel, graham cracker. Um, cigar box, smokiness, leather. All right, read me off the first couple again. I heard caramel and what? Uh, let's get, let's see. Caramel, oak, graham cracker. Yep, get oak. Um, smokiness. That is accented by cigar box. Leather. Yeah, I've, I've smelt a, uh, many cigar boxes in my time, and I don't smell any in here. I didn't get any type of cigar or tobacco or anything like that either, so I am um, very confused where that comes from. But you just tasted it. How are you feeling? Pretty good. No, I feel like I could take on the Empire myself. Uh, you know, I definitely... Sorry for clicking my teeth there. I definitely can taste leather. There was a sweetness on the front end. I'm having serious deja vu right now. And... Yeah, I need another sip. Um... I, it is hotter than I thought it would be. Um, it is a single barrel. Yeah. Um, it's 110 proof too. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a little bit hotter than I thought it would be. Um, and I guess that kind of threw me off a bit. Um, I feel like the spice, it, it's a... I took like all the baking spices you was, you would use to like make apple pie, like cinnamon and allspice and like nutmeg. If you just poured them in like a pile and then like just licked licked it. Okay, well, I can describe it a little easier. I feel like mm-hmm. big red, big red, big red chewing gum. <laughs> Big red chewing gum. Yep. I, You're I, right. I felt so stupid when I, I didn't say it, 
because it sounded so stupid in my head. I was like, it smells like big red chewing gum. So it tastes like it too. I'm going to say it this time. Yep, it does. It tastes like big red chewing gum, that super cinnamony, cinnamony. Yep, it's that kind of spice, that exact spice. Yeah. Um, God, you know that's that's incredible. I'm gonna I'm gonna get off on a tangent here for a minute. I haven't had big red since I was a child, but I can still tell you exactly, exactly what it, what it tastes like. like yeah. Um, we are supposed to be tasting rye spice, oak, caramel, leather, tobacco. And toffee. All right, like I said, you know, you guys know me. I try to get three. I can definitely get the leather, the, uh, I don't know if I'd call it toffee. Uh, to me, it's sweeter. It's more like a caramel, oaky, leathery, and spice. Okay. Big red spice. Yeah, cin- cinnamon, cinnamon, cinnamon spice. For sure. Cinnamon sugar swirls in every bite. <laughs> um, the cinnamon is overpowering, but I do get a bit of the smokiness, a bit of the oak, a uh, little bit of the leather. Um, but it is overwhelmingly cinnamon. Well, I, I guess we'll... Uh... We'll dive into my uh, my topic today. Cool. I do just want to clarify. At the end, I will rate this uh, Revelstoke smorgasm. <laughs> if you can tell by my tone, I'm looking forward to it. And then I'll rate the uh, Pinhook. Uh, I don't even know what this is called. <laughs> The Pinhook Horsey Bourbon. <laughs> horsey Bourbon. It's named after a horse or a horse is named after it. So I'll have to look and see what called that. Looks, looks like a Pinhook 2021 flagship bourbon heist. So I will rate those at the end. Cool. It's time for the Wonder Segment. All right. So, sorry, let me get the cameras set up so they're not going to cut off while I'm doing this. Like I said, I didn't even really remember uh, what <laughs> what I researched. It's been that long. Um, but I, looking back, it maybe it's a blessing that we've had so much to talk about. We've got so much time out of the way because this was a shorter topic. I didn't really... I struggled to find a topic, so, um, and this one kind of leapt out at me, but it's not a huge, huge topic, uh, so we're going to take a, uh, a little journey through space and we're going to go about, uh, 35 million miles away to our nearest celestial neighbor, um, which appears on the surface to just be a simply desolate, lifeless rock. Uh, it moves at a measly rate of 14 and a half miles per second, slightly slower than our own space rock, which travels at 18 and a half miles per second. Yet, despite the slow speed and the desolate landscape, 
uh, an apparent lack of life-sustaining water. We're looking to move there. Or at least Elon Musk is. Uh, so today we're going to dive a little further into the red planet. We're going to learn how it compares to Earth, how it differs, and whether or not it can potentially support us. Let's start by getting a general overview of Mars. Um, <clears throat> it's the fourth planet in our solar system between the Earth and the asteroid belt, and, and it's roughly 142 million miles from the sun, has one-tenth the mass of the Earth, and 62.5% less gravity, and roughly is half the size of the Earth as well. It has two moons, Phobos and Deimos, which are 13.8 and 7.8 miles in diameter, respectively. Since Mars is further from the sun than the Earth, it takes longer to orbit, meaning that a Martian year is longer than an Urshan. Urshan. Wow. (laughs) Urshan? I just made up a new word. (laughs) The Urshans. Than the Earth's year. In fact, it's almost double. Hopefully, we all know that an Earth year is 365 and one quarter of a day. The quarter of a day is why we have a leap year every fourth year. Didn't know that. Didn't know that. Oh. Got a little tiny Tyler nugget snuck in there. Just a baby Tyler nugget slipped out. (laughs) (laughs) On Mars, uh, one full revolution around the sun is 687 days. A Martian day is 24 Earth hours plus... 40 minutes. So basically add 40 more minutes into your day. What would you do with it? I mean, I could use an extra 40 minutes. I could. I could. I mean, that's my. There's so many possibilities. She can't even, she can't even say one. (laughs) All the possibilities in my head went inappropriate immediately. Oh, I was thinking, (laughs) I was thinking sleep. Oh, well, sleep is a good one. Um, my commute is 40 minutes. It would take away my commute. There you go. Um, all right, where was I? If you were to cut Earth open like a tennis ball and to fill that volume, it would take more than six Mars-sized objects to fill that space. So, All right, so Mars is tiny it's compared to us. a lot smaller than, yeah. Now that we've got some of the more generic stats out of the way, let's take a look at the history of Mars, its place in human history, and we'll wrap up by looking at some more facts and stats that will explore whether Mars is a potentially habitable place for humans. I hope I did that because I don't remember doing that. Oh, no. And that could be just... <laughs> Making it up. Yep. So, scientists believe that Mars was created 4.6 billion years ago during the creation of our solar system. Well, you know, it kind of makes sense for it to be created during our solar system. Um, as for the... D- As for the details of exactly how Mars came to be, there are two prevailing theories. The first and more widely accepted theory is called core accretion. This theory believes that the solar system began as a cloud of space dust called a solar nebula. Over this time, or over time, this cloud collapsed onto itself due to its mass and gravity, which resulted in a flat spinning disk of matter, which over time was drawn into the middle where the pull of gravity was the strongest. This is what became our sun in this theory. Uh, Over time, other particles of matter collided and combined to form the rocky planets, including Mars, moons, and asteroid belt. uh, I'm sorry, moons, asteroids, and comets that make up our solar system. While these celestial bodies formed, the solar winds were able to push the lighter elements, typically hydrogen and helium, much further out, resulting in rocky worlds, 
forming closer to the sun and further from the sun, uh, the solar winds were weaker, meaning that the hydrogen and helium were moved around less, resulting in the creation of large gas planets. The core accretion theory explains the creation of the terrestrial planets well, but the gas giants would have had to have evolved rapidly in order to create enough gravity to trap the gases that make them up. The second newer theory, the disk instability model, attempts to solve this issue. It states that clumps of dust and gas dust and gases were bound together during the early formation of the solar system which allowed them to capture the light gases in as little as a few thousand years versus the millions that the core accretion theory would take. For the formation of Mars and the other terrestrial planets, I personally feel that core accretion is the correct theory of formation. And by terrestrial planets, oh, I'm sorry, I even put that in here. For anyone who may not know the terrestrial planets, that's Mercury, Venus, Earth, and Mars. All these planets share the characteristics of being made up of mainly rocky surfaces, which if you took the water away from Earth, it'd it basically be a big... Be a big rock. Yep. Historians think that Mars was first observed by the ancient Sumerians, who are considered the earliest urban civilization, dating back to around 6500 BC. For some scale on the human timeline... Uh, on Earth, ancient Egypt history dates back to 3150 BC. Just let that sink in. Mars was first observed in 6500 BC in the ancient Egyptians, which basically is the oldest, one of the oldest civilizations that I can think of. Yeah. Was 3150 BC. That's like 3,500 years. That uh, is an astronomical time span. Um, time gap? Yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's more from where we ancient Egypt to now. Like by a fuck. Yeah, time. we're in 2000... 23. 23, yep. So since... The common era, it's still, the common era would fit into that timeline. That's insanity. Yep. Fit into that time gap, I should say. That's insane. Um, so like I said, ancient Egypt history typically dates back to around 3150 BC. The ancient Greeks were uh, 1200 BC. So even more present day, for lack of a better term. The Sumerians were observing Mars 3,000 years before the ancient ancient Egyptians began recording things. That's it. Egyptians were the first ones to, to write record. things. To record. That's what I was trying to say. The Sumerians named Mars Nurgle, the god of war and plague. Uh, during the Sumerian time, Nurgle was a minor deity, but later in but in later Mesopotamian texts, Mars is referred to as the star of judgment of the fate of the dead. Spoiler alert, a lot of a lot of cultures basically called Mars the god of war. Um, as I, I mentioned the ancient Egyptians earlier, well, when they finally did come along in history, astronomers were already aware of the retrograde movements. When something is in retrograde, it's moving backward from normal, 
Uh, and when it comes to planets, they appear to move backward due to perspective uh, created by two revolving objects around the same point at different speeds and distances. Basically, because the Earth and other planets revolve around the sun at different speeds and distances, sometimes it appears that the other planets have reversed orbital direction simply due to our perspective. It's a hard concept to explain with words, so I actually have an animated GIF that I'll show you on the video version. So if you're not on YouTube, go check us out. And this is what retrograde looks like. Um, so you can see here, we're obviously the blue planet. And 11's the other planet, or I'm sorry, 11. The red planet's the other one. You can see how, well, you probably can't see my mouse, actually. You can see how the planet moves to the left, and then it moves back to the right, and then it moves back to the left basically and it's all about our perspective for the planet so which that's cool as fuck because one you just added a graph into the video on youtube which holy fuck i am obsessed um that's so cool and two i've never actually seen it like drawn out like that before so that's yeah. really cool to like picture it yeah so. it, it has a really cool go check out some images like like uh not time lapse image but like night by night images of the planets in retrograde and it kind of does like a spiral in the sky. Oh, that's so cool. Um, if you're just listening and still don't get retrograde, uh, head over to YouTube, take a look. Like I said, I just showed that we're at uh, about 49 minutes is when I did that. Um, so you can skip ahead to that point if you want to. I'll try to put a chapter in there for YouTube. Um, so if I can remember to. Um, okay. Yep. My script just kind of <laughs> does what I just did and describes that thing. So, uh, by the end of the Babylonian, by the, by the era of the Babylonians, uh, astronomers had figured out that Mars makes 37 orbits in 79 years and arithmetic methods were created for predicting the positions of the planets, including Mars. Excuse me. In ancient Greece, Mars was known as Eris or Ares, Ares. and in Roman culture, it was named Mars. Both of, of these, what? The God of War. Yeah, both of these civilization, uh, both of these names are also after the respective gods of war. Generally, since Mars appears red, civilizations associated it with blood and war. Speaking of the red color of Mars, I'm sure most of you know why the surface of Mars appears red. But for those who may not, I'm going to touch on it really quickly. It's just rust. The soil on Mars contains ferric iron, which, when exposed to oxygen, oxidizes and turns red. Most of the surface rocks of Mars are similar to those on Earth. They're primarily made up of silica, oxygen, and metals, along with other trace elements. That's why we have very orange clay in, here in the south. It's oxidized. It's rust. Yeah, it's oxidized chemicals. I didn't o know. Oxidized iron in the soil. I did not know it was considered rust. Like I don't I don't know if that if it's technically the same thing, but rust is just oxidation of metal, so. Well, Tyler, you just blew my mind with that. So Well, look at that. Another nugget slipped out. Jesus. I just need to go wipe myself. <laughs> oh, <yeah>. uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. 
so you may be asking yourself, if the soil has oxidized, there must be oxygen in the atmosphere, right? Well, you're right and wrong. There have been very trace, uh, very trace amounts of oxygen and water vapor in Mars's atmosphere over the last 4.6 billion years, but these trace amounts have been enough to cause the oxidation that we are able to see. It's also believed by scientists that Mars's mantle uh, is twice as iron-rich as Earth's, which is much larger. Um, before I dive too deeply into the geology of Mars and bore the pants off everybody, <laughs> let's take a look at the water on Mars and whether uh, the water on Mars topic and whether or not any water can sustain a population of life. Uh, there's a simple and a complicated answer to the question, is there water on Mars? The simple answer is yes. Mars has ice caps at its poles, which is the solid form of water. The complicated answer is probably not. NASA scientists have discovered, through the use of rovers on Mars, the mineral gerasite, which on Earth only forms in the presence of acidic liquid water. They've also found the mineral gypsum, which also forms in the presence of liquid water. NASA has reported several findings of underground ice, with one such finding in November of 2016, the area equal to that of Lake Superior. Scientists also believe that the mantle on Mars contains hydroxyl ions, a family of ions made up of hydrogen and oxygen, which could potentially be a significant source of water as well. So there's water there, but it doesn't seem like there's liquid water. But there was. Potentially. At one point. Potentially. The Mars rovers, uh, which there are five of, have played a vital role in theories about water on Mars, both currently and in the past. The rovers are mobile labs, which study the geology and the surface of Mars remotely. Rovers have made uh, many of the discoveries that I did that, are, that I mentioned earlier related to mineral discoveries, but more than finding minerals that, su- but more than just finding minerals that suggest the presence of liquid water in the past, they have found topo- topographical evidence of liquid water being present. So basically, that's like the. I mean, everybody knows what topography of the Earth is. Well, this is topography of Mars. There's ri- potentially riverbeds and creek beds and. You know, all sorts of stuff that liquid water causes uh, through erosion. In 2012, the rover Curiosity discovered evidence of an ancient stream bed in which NASA scientists found rocks that appeared to have been eroded by water. Unfortunately, there's no way to determine when these rocks were eroded, and, uh, and ultimately this could have happened billions of years ago. The present issue with liquid water on Mars is that the low atmospheric pressure, which is roughly 1% of the Earth's atmospheric pressure, does not allow for water to stay within the planet's fairly weak atmosphere. So over billions of years, any liquid water has simply drifted off into space. Remember we mentioned earlier that Mars has 62.5% less gravity than Earth, meaning that it's harder for Mars to hold on to objects and in this case, water vapor molecules. I'll go a little more in detail about this in a minute. 
So now that we've got a fairly good summary of the planet, let's take a look at whether or not Mars can support human life since the new space race is now to send a person to Mars. Start with, let's look at the surface of Mars. I mentioned the soil earlier, which is oxidized. Can the soil support organic life in order for growing food? Kinda. <laughs> Depending on what part of Mars that we land on, the soils do contain the minerals necessary to grow plants. It's more a matter of if they are balanced correctly. So, you know, got the right nitrogen, phosphorus, potassium, just like you would in your garden. Mm-hmm. Fertilizers could be added to the soil to make the ratios correct. So, again, just like your garden. Um, while we're back on the subject of soil and survivability, I want to point out that the soil on Mars contains 0.6% salt perchlorate, which is a toxic level for humans. Not a good sign for us living there. Uh, Mars is also made up of but very... What? Could we like ne- neutralize that? I don't know. I didn't. If I was better at this, I would know. Oh. I didn't, didn't research that. Okay. That's a project. If you if you know anything about it or want to know more, comment, research that, see if we can neutralize that salt perchlorate and make it to a tolerable level for humans. Comment that in the description below. Please. I want to know. And she's lazy. <laughs> Doesn't want to do it herself. <laughs> True. <laughs> uh, sorry, I didn't mean to put you on no, blast you like fa- that. That was fact. That was fact. <laughs> um. Mars is also made up of very rough terrain. The planet is home to the tallest volcano in the solar system, Olympus Mons, several deep craters and canyons created by meteor impacts, as well as jagged mountain ranges and surface rocks. Let's explore the atmosphere in a little bit more detail and see if it would support life. I mentioned earlier that Mars has very little atmospheric pressure. It also lost its magnetosphere, or magnetic field, around 4 billion years ago. I didn't know you could lose one of those. It could blow away with the wind. <laughs> Sorry, that was, a, that was a poorly placed M&M <laughs> reference. Uh, uh, yep, you can, you, you can lose your magnetosphere, and Mars did so about 4 billion years ago. Um, scientists believe this was due to a large amount of asteroid strikes. Since the planet has no magnetic field to protect it from the solar winds, they're able to impact the Martian atmosphere directly and strip away material uh, to illustrate how little atmospheric pressure there is on Mars. Check out this NASA nugget. The highest atmospheric pressure on Mars is equal to the atmospheric pressure found 22 miles above Earth's surface. So there's not a lot of pressure up there. Not that much oxygen, because it all gets blown away. So what I'm hearing is we just need to create artificial gravity, and then Mars will be fine. Kind of. Well, maybe. I mean, you got to bring back the magnetic field, field too. Well, I mean, that would come back with gravity, maybe, right? No, that's generated if... Memory serves from college. That's generated by the iron core mm. inside the planet. And I don't know that much about Mars's core. I don't know if I talk about it in here or not, because I did this research a month ago. Um, Fair. 
Mars's atmosphere is made up of 96% CO2, 1.93% argon, 1.89% nitrogen, and trace amounts of oxygen and water vapor. Not very conducive to human breathing, and I bet it's hot as a mother's with all that CO2. Talk about global warming. In addition, the heavy presence of CO2 in the Martian atmosphere greatly dampens sounds and causes the surface to be extremely quiet. The final topic we're going to touch on is the climate of Mars. Since the planet is tilted at 25 degrees, it would experience the most similar to season of all the planets. It would experience... I don't even know what I'm trying... I don't even know how I worded this. Basically, because it's tilted very similar to what Earth is tilted, which is 23 and a half degrees, the seasons would be very similar all right. to Earth and Mars. Spring, summer, autumn. Yes, compared winter. to any other planet in our solar system. But despite this, Mars and Earth... Uh, um, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I do have it in here. Sorry. I, I was going to interject a fact there that I knew, but I have it in here. Uh, despite this, Mars and Earth do not orbit the sun in the same way. <clears throat> the sun is nearly the center of the Earth's orbit. However, it is not the center of Mars's orbit meaning that certain parts of the Martian year are warmer and others are colder. Again, I have an animation that shows uh, that shows this. For those who are only listening, uh, we're at the one hour and one minute mark. So we're going to go look at this. And this shows the planets. And you can see how Mars is uh, not a perfect circle. It's on the left side of the screen, kind of in the lower left corner, is further away from the sun than the uh, upper right hand. So, Megan, here you can see there's a lot more distance. So, whereas Earth is not a perfect circle either, but it's much more closer than Much closer than, oh. And I've blown Megan's mind again with another GIF in the middle. Another GIF in the video. I am like... I can do this. Like I can connect internets and... Internet pages and gifts and pictures and all sorts of shit. You just gotta let me know. What? Yeah, I've been able to do this. I've done, I just I did this a long time ago too. Oh my god! How do I? Well, that's a question for off air. Yeah. Mind. <laughs> like, tell me how. Off air. Um. Uh, what? Also, since the Martian year is roughly double an Earth year, the seasons would be roughly double as well. So, you would have a super hot summer that kind of was twice as long as our summer. And then you would have a super cold winter that's twice as long as our winter. And then you would have, it would honestly probably be even longer because the offset orbit, you'd have more colder and less warmer. Kind of a, kind of more winter, less spring and fall. So... I don't know. Interesting. Hmm. Uh, Mars is also known to experience dust devils, which is basically a dust tornado, and dust storms, which are some of which are the largest in the solar system. The, these dust storms can reach up to 100 miles per hour, and they tend to happen when Mars is closest to the sun and have covered the entire planet before, resulting in increased temperatures. Uh, I can certainly see that happening because, you know, most of our bad weather occurs in the summertime here. Mm-hmm. All right. Oh, Mill, Mill's getting in trouble. Yeah, Millie's... Millson! Millie's licking her spay area. So, 
I, I had to knock that off. Um, Why, Milson? Oh, I lost my spot. Okay, yeah. Speaking of, uh, yeah, it's resulted, it's covered the entire planet before with the dust storms, which has uh, increased the temperatures on the, the entire planet. Speaking of temperatures, the average temperature on Mars is negative 81 degrees Fahrenheit with highs getting around 86 degrees. And your lows, they're a little bit cold. They're about negative 284 degrees. Compared to Earth's high and low are the high is 136 and the low is is negative 126 respectively. So it's a little cold on Mars. Now those are the extremes. Those are not the, you know. Averages. Yeah. The average is negative um, 81 degrees. So, but if you get to the high area, you know, decently it's warm day. Not bad. Nothing, yeah, not not terrible. Nice 80, 86 is a little warm for me. I'd prefer in the 70s, but. I like 86. That would be nice. Uh, the planet has such a wide range due to the thin atmosphere and not being able to store much solar heat. So, temperatures range here, uh, greatly. With all that being said, I'm going to drop one last Mars factoid on you. Mars is 1.52 times as far from the sun as the Earth is, which results in the planet receiving only 43% of the amount of sunlight that we get here on Earth. So, for all you night people, basically cut our cut our day in half. With all the all that information on the planet, I'm curious to know how you all feel about our chances of survival on Mars. The challenges are astronomical, but the challenges were astronomical to put people on the moon, yet we've done that. So please leave us a comment or send us an email and let us know what you think and if you'd sign up to go to Mars on a one-way trip. Oh. All right. All right. All right. That was good. I need the technology to advance more before I agree to sign up. For one way trip, I needed to go further a little bit. I thought, excuse me, I must have swallowed a bug or something. I always wanted to. I always thought I'd be down for that, but uh, as I've gotten older, uh, I'm okay. So. Trivia with Tyler. Alrighty. What's our full-size Tyler nugget? Oof. I don't know. I didn't have it pulled up, so we're going to have to get to it first. Oh, shit. In the meantime, um, had a watched an interesting NASCAR race today. Uh, yeah? Yeah. I got a, <laughs> Shelby and I got a lot done before 10 o'clock this morning. So... Watching the race. Okay, I think I've got it. All right. Um, there are no more than 12 Kmart stores remaining in the U.S. At its peak in 1994, there were 2,323, so that's 2323, stores in the U.S. and 2,486 globally. Until 1990, when it was surpassed by Walmart, it was the second largest retailer in the U.S. after Sears. Wow. And now there are 12? Yep. Wow. How oh, mi- how the mighty have fallen. Yep. Same with Sears. Literally was Amazon before Amazon. 
just didn't want to take on the internet. I fucked him over. Yep. So. Mail time. Now, our newer listeners probably have never heard that before. Because y'all fuckers don't send us mail. Uh, yes, most people <laughs> don't send us mail. Please mail us. Uh, contact at whiskeyandwonder.com. We appreciate it, and uh, we like having it as part of the show. Yes. So, did we do this? Did we do Johnny Cinco's mail? I do not recall doing Johnny Cinco's mail. Okay. All right, then. He must have sent it right before I went on vacation. Um. So, uh, John, John Cinco writes in, uh, which is... Uh, we've, we've said that that, that I mean, yeah. he's been on the show. Oh yeah. That, well, yeah, I guess. Yeah. He has been on the show. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot you've been on the show. Uh, so this is Shelby's brother, uh, John Sing, Johnny Cinco. Hi, Cinco. Um, so he says long time overdue email. Let's start with the barrel. Bur- uh, yeah. The barrel bourbon review. I'm terrible with picking up notes on the smell, but I do get the smell of pepper jelly. I don't fucking know. <laughs> he put that in parentheses. <laughs> Uh, this is after you get past the pleasant nose tingle. Uh, it's definitely not beach sands or whatever wild BS they were claiming. Who even remembers or knows what beach sand tastes like? So <laughs> <laughs> he's referencing we did in um, um, what episode was that? The Barrel Bourbon episode one hundred and two. We did a bourbon that he also has. It is a it is a uh, cask strength. So they're they're different barrels, and he has. A different barrel, so we kind of compared it, and they were going on and on and on on the website about the most ridiculous things that they were tasting yes, and smelling. Like I think off of the walls, yeah, like, like, like shit, like poetic, sweaty gym socks. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm being facetious, but you know, stupid shit like that, like lavender, the the innocence of a virgin. Just stuff like that. <laughs> and, very poetic off the yeah. walls. Like you like, don't like, like, you don't smell that. Yeah, go fuck yourself. <laughs> um so anyway, that that's what he's making fun of there. Uh he says the taste, however, starts with a light burn on the tongue, but opens up to a candy apple and ends with a faint peppermint mid throat burn. Almost like a good root beer. To be fair, the last thing I had before this was an Altoid. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna next time we get together, whether that's here or Tennessee, we need to bring those two bur- or somewhere in the middle. We need to bring those two bourbons. Agreed. And and compare those. I would. I would for sure. Yeah. I would. I would enjoy having that. Maybe we'll do that for the Patreons. He says. He goes on to say, "Well, I'll be damned." Just read the notes on this, and I was pretty close. Although there are seventeen nose notes, seven palate notes, and six finish notes. Kind of hard to miss with that much to choose from. So. <laughs> that's. He said, I would yep. score this a nine and for reference would give uh, Woodford Reserve double oaked a nine, which uh, Megan and I have also done. I I don't remember what we've rated it off the top of our heads. Let's see I if think I, have I it gave right here. Woodford double oaked a 10. I think you gave it. You gave a, it a nine and I gave it an eight and a half. So, okay. so it is it is high up there. And, and for reference, Megan and I, spoiler alert, if you're going to go listen to episode 102, uh, Megan gave it a seven. I gave it a seven and a half. So we we all three like that pretty well. Yes. So, <laughs> um, I did not have to endure the lengthy list of notes. However, as you mentioned, this is a single barrel pick, so I can imagine it will have a little different taste than yours. 
but I'll make sure to save some for a head-to-head. Awesome. Thank you, John. I appreciate Amazing. that. Amazing. Thank well, you, Johnny Oh, no, Cinco. we still got more on his message. Oh, we I do? Just, just, yeah, I'm just saying thanks for saving that. Because I really do. I like doing the... the Head for heads. Head-to-heads of different different barrels and stuff. So uh, if, you, if you are a long-time listener, you'll remember when Shelby and I went to visit them last... We had a game of Monopoly that turned into Communist Monopoly. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, everybody teamed up against me because I held the game hostage because I wouldn't. I refused to buy hotels. I just used all the houses, and you have to have houses to buy hotels. Anyway, so he says, in regard to our Communist Monopoly game over the holidays, I do prescribe to the Nassim Talib outlook on governance. I am at the Fed level, Libertarian, at the state level, Republican, at the local level, Democratic, at the family and friends level, a Socialist, and in my home, a Communist. (laughs) I highly recommend everyone play that way because, honestly, why else do you play board games if you're not going to disown your own loved ones during the holidays? (laughs) The Manning family are known for their stubborn competitiveness, and you got to see it full-fledged. I sure did. And I was, I'm so proud of myself for that. You have no idea. Cause I was, I was getting my ass handed to me, not knowing what was happening. Like, you know, in, in the cartoon, like everything's just flying by somebody and they're just like, what is happening? That was me. And I found a loophole that I could exploit. And, and you took it. You took that loophole I, and you I, ran with it. I am so proud of that. Um, he goes on to say, uh, Business is great, and it's been quite the quite the experience being self-employed. Glad to hear y'all are having a positive 2023, especially you, Megan. Uh, also happy to see that we finally can all agree on a bourbon for once. <laughs> cheers. So, Cheers. John, cheers. Thank you for that message. We, we appreciate it. Sorry it took us so long. He sent this in at the beginning of May, so it took us a month and a half, uh, beginning of March, so it took us a month and a half to read it. But thank you for sending it. We will thank be speedier so much. on the next one. Yes, and we're, life got crazy. And I didn't want to read it without you here. Cause... Well, I appreciate it. And, um, you know, I hear you've been killing it in the, uh, in the self-employed game. So hell yeah. If you want, we're happy to shout out your, shout out your company. But, you know, reach out to the, us and let, let us, us know. Let us know that. so we can shout yeah. you out. If you don't if want you us to, don't we want won't. Us to. Yep. So we won't do it here for now. Yep. But email but, us and let us know so we can we can or we can't. Glad glad you're kicking ass. For show. So with that being said, it's time. Final thoughts. I really like it with the water drop. Um it was it was all right. It was good. Without it, but I added the water and I really like it. Um, it didn't, to me, take away the spice. Um, nope, definitely brought uh, brought the spice out. Mm-hmm. Um, it definitely brought the spice out, but it also, it, uh, it added some, like, creaminess to it. Um, I really, I, I like I, it. I can see what you're saying. It's creamy on the front end. Oh my god, it's making me salivate so much. Uh, it brought out the spice and it brought out the leathery, oaky flavor. Yeah, and, uh, I prefer it without the water. Certainly. Um, no, opposite of me. Yep. All right. All right. So, I mean, 
What you feeling? Man, this this was a good one to come back from our weird random hiatus. Um, I'm really liking this. This is this is a good eight. Good eight. Very nice. Very nice. Yeah, I'm gonna give it an eight. What are you thinking, Tyler? Um I I don't think I'm that high on it. Uh I have taken and I've I've put water in my glass and washing it out. So I can try some of these other things. Um, I would go. Uh, I'm wavering between a six and a half and a seven. Okay. Um, but my gut's screaming six and a half. So, all right. I, I'm going with a six and a half on that if I can find my pen. And now it is time for me to do some of these other, um, other whiskeys. And in the meantime, while I'm pouring that, which is going to be awesome, I do want to, I have got confirmation it is okay to give a shout out to uh, John's business. His business oh, is Little Guys Movers in Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, he has he has recently started his own franchise. and Amazing. Yep. So Little Guys Movers, awesome. I wish you were in North Carolina because I know uh, eventually... Uh, we're going to be moving at some point, not in the near future, but in the future. Um, and I would love to give you business, but, uh, yeah. Uh, shout out little guys movers in Nashville, Tennessee. If you're out if you're in Tennessee, uh, and you're moving, you need to check them out because amazing. Johnny Cinco is super awesome and we love him here. Absolutely. Couldn't have said it better myself, Megan. Um, you know, they, <sighs> John, if if I have a question, or Shelby has a question about how to move something, uh, any kind of odd piece of furniture or anything like that, John is our go-to, go-to. and mm-hmm. he always comes through with with reliable information and the best the best solution for our problem. Yeah. So I would have no issues uh, giving him money. So come open a franchise down here. Yep, for sure. All right, I have uh, so, poured a little more than I meant to. You poured the good one first. Yeah, I did pour the good one first. <laughs> I poured a little more than I meant to, but I figured I need to get some water in there too. So, so this is the um, Pinhook um, Bourbon Heist. This was their, I believe, 2021 flagship. Um, so Pinhook is a company, Tyler, that partners with a stable Um and every year, their uh, their whiskeys are different. Um, so they uh, name their whiskey like batch each year based off one of the horses um, that's up and coming in the stable that they partner with. Um, Bourbon Heist happens to be uh, the 2021 one. Um, and uh, Jamie and I both were hella in... Impressed and I enjoyed. see that you both gave it a ten. Yeah, we both like really liked this, and I bought it. Um, I bought it because it of the company because it had a, a horsey on it. Um, and Jamie's an equestrian and like big into the horse world and horse stuff. So you know what they say about horse girls? What do they say about horse girls? They're crazy. <laughs> uh, factual, yeah. Also, my experience too. <laughs> um. Not in a good way. Oh, mine's in a good way. <laughs> mine's in a good way. I love you, Jamie. Nah, I'm, mine wasn't a bad way. <laughs> uh, 
How are you feeling? You've had it without water. I've had it without water. Um, it tasted like corn. Just pretty plain corn. Pretty plain whiskey. Okay. Maybe it's because I'm having it after we had the Russell's, which had a ton of flavor. Okay. What's the proof on this? Uh, it's 98. So it's a lot lower. A lot lower. Yep. Um, I just tried my first sip with water. Got a little better. Brought out a little bit, a little bit more of a. Mm, a little bit more spice, maybe a little bit more sweet, a little bit more flavor. For lack of a better word. <laughs> I can see Megan over there making the angriest face and trying to hide it. <laughs> she's like, uh, I don't like can't you, son do that. of a bitch. Yeah, she, she's like, you're insulting my family. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm, 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 it's meh for me. So, all right. Well, meh. Pinhook is meh. I'm going to have to give it. I will give that. I'll give it a solid five. Wow. Okay. All right. You are entitled to your opinion, sir. It it just number one. I'm not big on adding anything. I generally drink neat. Yeah. And it was just so bland. It tasted like corn. And. Okay. I'd be interested in trying it again on a fresh palate. Okay. I will, you know, I will admit up front, this Russell's might have had something to do with that. Okay. It, it tasted bland, so. All right. Now I get to All put... Right. Now, now get you got to gotta pour some mouth. more water and swirl it around, and uh, you're going to try something else new. <laughs> uh, I want to go ahead and put this on record before I try this. I don't even really like s'mores, so that tells you where it's going to end up for me. Well, it doesn't taste like s'mores, so maybe you're going to love it. <laughs> I can barely get it open. It's like glued itself shut. Oh, it's so inter- bad. You enjoy that. Um so Revelstoke is a brand that seems, from what I can tell, to kind of to focus on interesting flavored whiskeys, probably because they have no talent, can't do anything else. Shots <laughs> fired. God. Um, wow. I was not expecting. Revelstoke was disgusting, and I had to force myself to drink it the whole time. It was horrifying and let me ask this question. Yes. Uh, obviously, I wasn't here and I did not listen. Sorry. Um, Fair. Yeah, I know. Um, what did you think of the smell? I can't remember. I remember, I think, being like weary, scared. Really? I think it smells like straight caramel. Yeah? Smell this. Let me smell it again. It smells like, like mm. a caramel candle. Mm, it... It make it. Hit. I'm 
I don't like s'mores. I know what Megan rated. I know what Megan and Jamie rated this. I'm not looking forward to this, but based off the smell, it smells good. Well, I will say it smells very good. Maybe we are about to be surprised. Um, I'm now terrified of all flavored whiskeys, Um, though I did have a listener, uh, shout out friend Corey, Corey. hi friend Corey, Uh, she reached out and said that there is one flavored whiskey I have to try before I write them off completely, and it is a strawberry lemonade flavored whiskey, I can't remember from the company, but she said that if I try that one and I don't like it, like there's something wrong with me, so. So, uh. Corey, I'm going to attempt your flavored whiskey if I ever see it in stores. But uh, other than that, man, flavored whiskeys are just, I just don't think, I don't think it's, I don't think so. Well, your face wasn't horrified. Oh, maybe a little bit. <laughs> um. Um. I'm at a loss for words here. When I drink whiskey, I don't expect sweet. Not like that. I don't expect syrup. It It tastes like I'm drinking sugar water. Yep. Yep. Yeah, you you wash your mouth out. And it's got this, like... Filmy. It's got coating. this like no, not that. Ugh. It's like a funky aftertaste. It's horrifying. I guess it's kind of like the aftertaste that graham crackers leave in your mouth. I guess, but not. That just ain't what I want nope. in a whiskey. I would never. I'm, I'm not gonna lie to you guys though. Uh, having polished off two of those almost back to back. I'm you feeling good. I'm, Buzzing. I wouldn't say I'm buzzing, but I'm close to buzzing. I'm definitely feeling it. I just put some water in here. Because that changes it so much. Oh, well, Megan just spoiled it. I don't need so, no, I don't I, need to drink this now. I mean, you, you gotta try it. <laughs> Maybe it's just my opinion. Oh, I'm not looking forward to this. <laughs> nope. Gross. Tastes like sugar sugar water. That's oh, like faintly flavored vanilla. It's horrifying. That's not a whiskey. I don't want to drink that. That is not a whiskey. And Revel Stoke, you should be ashamed. Can I ask a serious question? Yes. Oh, my Lord. Number one, why did you buy this? <laughs> Smorgasm. <laughs> the name. The name made me go like, <laughs> sucker. <laughs> I was a thirteen-year-old boy for a second. Uh, yeah, no, that's terrible. I'm gonna give that a solid. Um, let's see, what did y'all rate that? I think I gave it a one. Jamie gave it a. Jamie gave it a four. <laughs> Jamie's not a whiskey drinker. I know. I know. I almost disowned her too. You hear that? It's the sound of disappointment. Uh, yeah, that's the sound of disappointment. Yep. I'm going even lower than Megan. I'm giving it a point five. 
Um, oh, fuck that shit. My second question, the original question I wanted to ask. Yeah. <clears throat> are you going to take that home? Uh, I have friend Fisco wants to try it. Okay. Why do you, do you want it? Yeah. Why do you want it? Make people try it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want them to suffer too. <laughs> I am going to take it home to let friend Fisco give it a shot okay. because she heard the episode and she was like, I got to try it. Okay. Um, but then I'll bring it back to you, whatever is left. I'm okay. assuming a lot's going to be left. Sold. It's, uh, yeah, I, I, I want that as a <laughs> practical joke. Yep. Yep. That is the That's only purpose about of what it. what it's good for. That's the only purpose is <laughs> to ride this whiskey. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, Icky. I am officially feeling decent. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, guys. Well, I think on that note, now that Tyler is caught up, um, and uh, we are about out of time here. So thank you guys so much for sticking around. Thank you to all our Patreons, all our supporters. Please take the time to like, rate, subscribe, do all the wonderful things you guys do. It helps us climb the charts, helps us get noticed. Um, Make sure you comment. Um, what uh, What do you think about Mars? you think we could live there? you think we couldn't? Yeah. Let us know. Let us know about the smorgasm if you've... If you've tried it. <laughs> Excuse me. Sorry. If you've tried it, yeah. Um, and if you've been to Bull and Bush, which is, by the way, I did not talk about their logo. I don't know if you can see it. It's over here. It's the Colorado State flag. Where is it? There it is. Yeah, but get it. I can't see you, that far get, away. Get you a good look. Oh, my God. Uh, the logo is too cherub-like children looking in their diapers. Yep, two children. It's a male and a female children looking in their diapers. It's a bull and a bush. Oh my <laughs> fucking God. <laughs> Greatest name. Jesus Christ. They got me, uh, I would say they got me like they got you with a smorgasm, but the name is awesome. And the logo is even better. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's hilarious. I did not make that connection until I like looked at your titty and saw the logo. So, uh, I figured Bull and Bush was their, I don't know, nope. their names. Um, <laughs> All right. On that note, I on have broken note, Megan. <laughs> yep. On that note, I think we got to go. Uh, thank you guys so much. We look forward to seeing you next week. Thank you for being patient for our hiatus as yes. uh, Millie and Bohannon tried to sick Tyler out of house and home. Um, and thank you guys for everything you do. Uh, we will see you next week. You have a great night. Don't drink and drive. Cheers. Die. <laughs>